Now all you got to do is do what you normally do. There you go. Uh, all right. So we're live. Uh, episode 11. Yeah. Really excited about this one. This is actually the first time we're going live on YouTube uh, as an actual live stream. So we'll see. Uh, we'll see if our one viewer enjoys this this process. There we go. Um, and uh, just so you know, there's a little bit of a delay between you know what we see here in the studio and what we see in, in the uh, online. But nonetheless, should be a lot of fun. Kind of excited about that. Yeah. Made some serious upgrades to the studio. We did. Uh, I don't know if you watched our last episode online, but you saw a lot of clouds and stuff because the camera was so bad. <laughs> Uh, that if the video was unusable, but that's okay. Uh, we are getting more professional every single day uh, and really excited about that. Excited to have our listeners with us uh, both on the podcast live and on video later. So uh, if you have been following along at home, then you will know that we are in the middle of uh, studying something we call the formula, which is a very simple formula, but basically it's forgiveness precedes freedom, precedes abundance, which precedes riches. And that as you try to achieve abundance and riches, you actually have to move through every step in the formula. Mm -hmm. And so last week in episode 10, we explored how our understanding of God, the way we think about him, what we think we know about him, often gets in the way of our faith in God. And this has happened in a number of ways. And one of those ways is science that we've learned as a child mm. all the way up through high school. And if you went through college, you know, in college taught you a new reality about God. Yeah. <laughs> in other words, that he was very tiny and existed over here at church and he didn't exist in the quote unquote real world. So that's a real, really unfortunate because it causes us to not lean on God as much as we tend to now lean on our own understanding. And the science geek in me got to geek out big time last week because we started to explore essentially how quantum physics uh, and some of the new theories in quantum physics are starting to sort of blow up what we think is, is quote unquote gravity, real Newtonian physics. It's real and there's no room for God, but in quantum physics, there's tons of room for God. Uh, and in some ways, uh, it even points to God and this concept of consciousness that, that they think may be creating the universe. Uh, so that's pretty cool. Uh, we also talked about the SR-71 Blackbird, uh, which if you were a child of the 80s, it, it was a model you definitely had somewhere in your bedroom. Mm -hmm. Phenomenal plane and how that had to do with, uh, with this idea of blowing up uh, science's relationship with God. So if you're really interested in that stuff and you just want to take some time to hear about the latest science uh, so that you can unpack God and get him out of that box you've put him in, Go back and check out that last episode. It's lots of fun. Um, I really enjoyed doing it uh, with you. Mm -hmm. But this week, this week is going to be uh, pretty interesting too. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about a free will. In particular, we're going to talk about um, free will and and where you where you derive your direction from, and how that can impact your joy as you approach your big dream. As you know, you you create a dream. It's five years out. You're going to work real hard to get to it. But sometimes if you let too much of the world outside and you stop having that conversation with God, you start, you stop getting your direction from God, you can have your joy stolen from you. Mm. And uh, so we're going to get pretty deep in, into that concept uh, on this podcast and how you can really uh, steal your joy back, how you can have your joy on your journey to your big dream by just choosing who you're listening to. Right, right. Yeah, that's a, that's a great introduction. Thank you for that. So let's dive in here. We have freedom of the will. We are free to make our own choices, pursue truth. We're free to hate others, love others. We're free to do everything in between. Having this freedom is essential to us as this freedom enables us to be free. 
right? So imagine for a minute, if you did not have the freedom to choose your next thoughts, your next desires, your wants, your dreams, you would literally be a soft, fleshy robot. Yeah, pre-programmed, right? Absolutely. I am a robot. <laughs> yeah, but but here's the interesting question, though. What do we do with our free will? Mm-hmm. So if we have it, if we're not a fleshy robot, what do we do with it? Right. And what I mean by that question is how do we use our free will to experience an abundant life in the midst of our trials? Mm-hmm. And along that dream, when things go sideways, how do we use that freedom of the will to experience abundance? So we have big dreams that we would love to accomplish. Our freedom of the will permits us to create those big dreams and have a choice in what we get passionate about. Now, sometimes it can be absolutely difficult, right. if not impossible, to remain excited about our dreams when we don't feel fulfilled along that journey. It's almost like we don't want to feel like a failure again because we didn't accomplish some big goal that we made back on January 1st. Right. And sometimes that can even prevent you from dreaming in a lot of ways. Mm -hmm. But Mm -hmm. a significant aspect of 1720's purpose is to help people move away from this scarcity mindset, this idea that I won't achieve my goals, and begin their journey to define and create actions toward their big dreams. If you're anything like me, uh, which if you are, I'm genuinely sorry. <laughs> it can be very hard to feel fulfilled during the journey uh, when your perspective is focused on that end goal. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the things that I really struggled with when I was younger was this concept of uh, being um, uh, uh, content, mm. but not uh, but not being you know lazy, mm. right? How do you be content and happy along the journey? Uh, when I remain focused on the endpoint of the big dream, I can only experience fulfillment, joy, happiness, a sense of accomplishment if I obtain the big dream in the way that I envisioned it, right? Mm. So that means that joy, if you have a five-year big dream, is five years away. Happiness is five years away. Fulfillment is five years away. And you create a system where your fulfillment and joy is essentially contingent upon this, the, exactly how you defined it happening. Mm. And you sort of squeeze God out of the picture there. He didn't have a lot of room to come in and change your direction or speak to you on your journey towards your big dream. And until that day co- comes, you just don't experience any fulfillment. Right. During the journey, you have to find or create artificial sensations of joy and happiness and fulfillment. And that can be quite problematic. And I know a lot of people have been there, right? If you're trying to just figure out how to make yourself feel happy mm-hmm. uh, in between now and your big dream goal. Yeah, if you've deferred it so far down the road, you left empty and you're going to find a way because you want to feel something exciting, happy, joy. But if you've deferred it that far, you're going to start substituting in things that should never have been there in the first place. That's right. Drugs, yeah. alcohol. Take your pick. You bet. Now, it doesn't have to be that way. This is another example of that metaphorical jail cell that we keep talking about here. Mm-hmm. So we don't have to defer our joy, happiness, and that sense of fulfillment until we finally accomplish that big dream, all the while sitting in this jail cell. Rather, we can change our belief system about our ability to experience joy, happiness, fulfillment. So consider this statement. Okay, quote, success is progress towards a worthwhile goal. I love that statement because it, it, it's, it redefines where success really is. Your worthwhile goal is your big dream, but success is the journey to the big dream. And I actually heard someone put it this way, which I thought was really interesting. Once you've attained your goal, 
you are no longer a success because you're no longer on the journey to a big dream. Mm. Uh, and I really like that because this mm. means it means really enjoy figure out a way to enjoy the journey. But uh, as soon as you get there, know that you're going to have to be on another journey. You're going to have to find another worthwhile goal. Mm. Yeah, that's that's a great way to, to to process through that. The amazing thing about a big dream is that we can redefine when on the journey we experience victory and when we experience fulfillment. Sure. It doesn't just have to be at the end as we've been describing here. So when you take that first step, like maybe you're going to the gym, uh, maybe you are at the beginning of this formula and you're going to forgive somebody. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe don't eat that cookie. You know, whatever this is, you can choose to experience that victory in that moment. So right then and there. And remember that we are provided with enough strength and fortitude to make it through today because tomorrow has absolutely enough trouble of its own. Mm-hmm. A heart does a great job at creating problems for us. You bet. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, it's remarkable. Our deceitful heart wants what it wants now. All the time. Right now. You've probably heard it in church, if you've been to church, if you've uh, just been in a social system from your friends, pop culture, if you're into that. My heart desires something, and it's hard to resist that want. Oh, follow your heart. Just follow your heart. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, that shows up a lot of places. Yeah. It's really hard to resist the want. So if the heart should be solely blamed for the plethora of our misguided adventures in life, such as saying one thing, but you can do the opposite self-sabotaging ourselves by eating that cookie, uh, excessive drugs and alcohol, whatever those things are for you, then why is it that we can't stop ourselves in the midst of these heart-driven desires? So earlier we discussed the freedom of the will and our ability to choose for ourselves what we want to have, get, do, be, etc. So having free will seems good, doesn't it? It's better than a fleshy robot. I get to decide what I want and or need. Now the catch to this thinking about our free will and what our heart desires is that big T word. That's thinking. Right. That's right. Our thoughts become the guiding compass for our lives. We impact in episode nine, how our belief system has a big impact on how we respond to the events we experience. The connection that I want to point to today is that our belief system uh, that we may or may not even be aware of right. is actually guiding our, our, our thinking. Mm. The Apostle Paul says in Romans 8, 5 through 6, those who are dominated by a sinful nature think sinful things. Your inner dialogue, mm. what you're saying to yourself, that tape recorder you're playing, we really went into that in, in episode 9, mm-hmm. it just matters so much. Your strongest, most emotional resonating thoughts, they control you. Mm -hmm. So it's not just the thoughts, but it's when you attach emotion to those thoughts Mm -hmm. that they really become powerful. Mm -hmm. When you hear the first portion of the verse mentioned above, think sinful things, I suspect that many of our listeners had already thought of several sinful things in their life that they're currently experiencing. Mm -hmm. Things that uh, you would like to have ripped out of your life, things that... um, They've just taken so much from you. I also suspect that in in the minds uh, of our listeners, and certainly it was in my mind, Mm -hmm. they start to uh, provide a well-targeted argument, right, Mm -hmm. about why those thoughts are okay. So we start to say, oh, you know, it's okay to think like that. It's okay to be critical in that way, so on and so forth. You create resistance to even thinking about making a meaningful change when you do that. Mm. 
Stealing the joy again. That's exactly right. Mm. Yep. So in this moment, as you wrestle with your inner dialogue, you are in that same position that Adam and Eve were in. God offered you life. He offered you peace. He offered you joy. Everything, literally everything you could ever need or ever want. Right. That was the offer. All that was required was faith in God's provision and his protection. That's it. That's just so, so simple. Satan offered a simple question. He countered. He just, countered with a very simple question. And it seemed so harmless. Did God really? Like, that's the question. Fill in the blank. Did God really say you shouldn't get so drunk that you can't walk and you don't remember yesterday? Now, did God say, don't eat that cookie? Maybe. Maybe it's just just a little thing. Really? Did God say you shouldn't watch porn on your computer? Did God really say you should not try and determine what is good and bad? Mm. And there it is. Because you have free will, you can choose to act or not act on your thinking. You can't stop the thoughts from popping into your head, but you have free will, so you have a decision to make. Do you play God where you get to decide for yourself, or do you submit to God's authority in your life? Mm. If you choose to be in control and in charge of what is good and bad, if that's your choice to to take that control, you are choosing a self-focused identity. You will find yourself living in a relativistic world where we get to be the decider of good and bad, where we're our own little gods. Mm -hmm. So you are controlled by your own nature now. Your heart and your mind, they will dictate what you want and how you will go about getting it. Mm -hmm. You will subscribe to the subjective morals. Hey, if it works for me and it's good for me, then it must be okay. Question. What about the consequences for your choices? What about the people in your life that take the hit for choosing, quote unquote, what's good for you? Mm-hmm. We could choose to submit to the law of men. That could be another option. Mm-hmm. So we could be our own gods or we could choose to submit to the law of men and say, you know, whatever is legal. Yeah. Okay. Despite some perception of control in that system, because after all, there are elected leaders. So mm-hmm. in theory, we have some control over what's legal. We are then controlled by those same few people that we put in, quote unquote, put in power. The right and the wrong is dictated to you by those in power. If we say law is the ultimate arbiter of good Mm -hmm. and bad, then those people in power are now telling you what is right and wrong. And we have recently seen now, uh, now more so than ever, paying Mm -hmm. attention to those who control your sense of morality creates a distraction And that distraction steals the energy you could be putting towards your big dream. I cannot tell you how many people will write dissertations on the latest political scandal Mm -hmm. uh, on Facebook. If you were to take that same amount of time and you were to read the Bible or you were to journal at the end of the day about your emotions and feelings and about your big dreams and things of that nature, how much more energy could you have and how much further would that go to making you the person you really want to be mm-hmm. versus what's being dictated to you, uh, to you from above? Because mm-hmm. these things, these other topics, what we call second and third degree items, mm-hmm. they cause you to remain focused on issues and events that have little to do with the kingdom you have been entrusted to care for. Mm-hmm. That is exactly, and I cannot stress this yeah. enough, that is exactly where Satan wants you to be. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Moreover, these distractions keep you from experiencing fulfillment and joy and happiness. Yeah, I love that. I love that. So another option here, we could submit to God's law and be controlled by the creator of good, 
who provided the Holy Spirit to be actively present in our hearts and in our minds to offer us that light on the top of the hill. So when I submit myself or I submit uh, when I submit to myself or if I submit to the laws of man, I may at best become a better version of who I already am. A little bit. Incremental better. Yeah. yeah. A little change here, a little change there. I don't know about you, but I think that sucks. Uh, big time. I think that's incredibly lame. When I submit to the love from God, however, I become a new person and all things become possible for me. Mm. So the next part of the verse that we've been looking at here in Romans, Romans 8, 5 through 6, uh, it says, by those who are controlled by the Holy Spirit, think about things that please the Spirit. So letting your sinful nature control your mind. So just just hear that. Letting your sinful nature control your mind. Mm. Letting. Yeah, it, that was your choice. Yeah, you chose to let your sinful nature control your heart and your mind. And that leads to death, but letting the spirit control your mind that leads to life and it leads to peace. Mm. That's just amazing. It's a lot of submission there. I really like that. You just have to take that one step back. Mm-hmm. As you consider how your belief system is connected to your thinking, you have to make a choice. We laid out three different worldview options here. These are all available to you. You can be, one, the decider with your free will, and you get to be in charge. Or two, you can live under a government set of rules and laws, and that will control your freedom of will. Or three, you can place yourself under God's authority and align your free will to his purposes, to his promises. And those things lead to abundance in your life, because that's what he promised. So if you're stuck in the abundance stage right now in the formula, and you find yourself cycling back into that forgiveness stage or maybe that freedom stage, mm-hmm. perhaps you find yourself running into that same old set of problems or experience doubt in what God has already promised for you. Mm. Yeah, Luke, Luke 22 speaks directly to uh, to the doubts, insecurities, failing, and little faith we have for what Christ says is possible in and through him. Before Simon Peter, the guy who Jesus would literally said he would build his church on, denied knowing Jesus three times, Jesus tells him and his disciples, and you actually found this verse, and I got to tell you, this verse just really speaks to me. It's so powerful. Mm -hmm. But I, and this is Jesus speaking, Mm -hmm. but I have prayed for you, Simon, that your faith may not fail. And when you have turned back, strengthen your brothers. Mm Wow. Wow. On the way to accomplishing a huge dream, goal, passion, Peter had many uh, fails along mm-hmm. the way, mm-hmm. along his journey. Absolutely. Right? It would have been very easy for Peter to have felt dejected, unfit, unable. He could have just given up. However, the God of the universe mm-hmm. was, is, and will be praying for you specifically. Mm-hmm. And that means you and me, as much as it meant Simon Peter back then, Mm -hmm. to keep the faith and with that power, return and strengthen our own brothers. Mm. Because Jesus is praying for us. Mm. Wow. That's active. That's That's so cool. It's present moment. Because Jesus is praying for us. We can have the faith to put our thoughts under the control of the Holy Spirit. Our sinful thoughts will come every day, probably on the hour, minutes, every second. Seconds, seconds for me. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, that's the reality of our earthly situation here. Your thoughts do not have to, they do not have control over you as you put them under the Holy Spirit. 
In doing so, you can peacefully and victoriously allow your sinful thoughts to become submissive to the Holy Spirit. Yeah, and there's some things you can do here to help reveal where your thought life really is, right? So when you wake up in the morning and you think about the day ahead, what do you tell yourself? Mm-hmm. So just right, when I'm thinking about I wake up, what am I telling myself? Another thing you can ask yourself, when things happen to me that I didn't expect, what do I tell myself? Mm-hmm. When my plan doesn't work out, what do I tell myself? As you take honest reflection of your answers, you are revealing your inner thought pattern connected to your belief system. Mm -hmm. So those thoughts are giving you, even though the belief system sometimes hidden, sometimes obscured, Mm -hmm. those thoughts are starting to give you a real view, a window into those core beliefs. Mm -hmm. Because your life is being moved in the direction of your strongest thoughts and beliefs, consider your answers carefully. And as you consider those responses to the questions above that I just mentioned, Mm -hmm. ask yourself, are you honestly excited about the direction your thoughts and beliefs are taking you? Because wherever you are, guess what? Your thoughts and beliefs got you there. Mm -hmm. Are you excited about that? Is that working out for you? Right. Because I know a lot of people who hang on real tight, they'll fight you on what they think and believe, but they're not happy with where they are. Mm -hmm. Wow, that just seems... It's like, wow, you're literally, stop, <laughs> you know, I don't know if you had a big brother, but he'd grab you and smack you in the face and say, stop hitting yourself. Oh, yeah. You know, stop hitting yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yet people will be so in love with their belief system, uh, but they don't take stock of where they are and they don't realize that, that one has driven the other. Mm-hmm. And again, as you, as, you, as you thought about those questions, are you moving closer to your big dream? Are, are you a week closer to your big dream or are you just spend a week? Mm-hmm. Right. Did a week just go by mm-hmm. or did you get closer? Mm-hmm. Are you actually feeling fulfilled? Do you feel joyful? And are you happy along this journey to your dreams? Mm. Or are you always empty and waiting? Yeah. I love that question of just taking stock. How's it working out for you? Yeah. I love that question. Yeah. And if you're really honest about it, which, which I, which is tough, it's really tough. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can learn a tremendous amount about what your core beliefs are. And as you mentioned earlier, those things can be changed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think that speaks directly to uh, the group, a band of brothers, who's mm-hmm. at your table, who's going to call you out on that question. Yeah, we do that. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and uh, just like most things, it's scary and it's difficult and it's absolutely good. And so on the who you're listening to question, I recommend you find a band of brothers or sisters and you listen to them. Godly men and women, surround yourself with them mm-hmm. and take these questions to them and tell them your answers Right, and uh, have them hold you accountable and be open to that. Mm-hmm. It's a tough thing to do, but it sure is a, an, an important thing to do. Yeah, because we mentioned earlier today that your mind will immediately give you really structured and targeted arguments against any of this oh yeah you've built up a whole defense mechanism to tell you why what you're thinking and doing is okay mm-hmm. oh that boss just doesn't like me oh i never get good breaks oh i'm just unlucky mm-hmm. oh that never works out oh that's the story of my life mm-hmm. um those are all defense mechanisms that you're using to protect a a broken thought and belief system that is sabotaging you mm-hmm. yep and you get around with a group of others who are willing to press into that it's things huge. change in unbelievably fast ways. Incredibly fast, but you got to be open to it. Yeah. So take account of these answers. Take account of your thinking. 
If you choose to place your freedom of the will under God's authority, you can place your thinking and your heart under the control of the Holy Spirit. You can have faith in that. Be okay with that. Yeah, and and, and letting that guide have have trust in that guide. That's right. Absolutely. The Apostle Paul says in Romans twelve two, don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Literally, changing the way you think. So self-help books, gurus, personal growth programs, all that, they try to make a better you. I've been there. I've done that. I've attended the seminars. I've done the worksheets, etc. And I still ended up, maybe I'm a better me, but I'm still struggling with the same old things. Nothing is really different. Mm-hmm. I got a new framework to run, but nothing really changed. Now, when Jesus sits on the throne of your heart, is the absolute center, the core of your belief system, is it in control of your thinking, you become a new person, not just a better you. Transformed in your beliefs, transformed in your thoughts, actions, and your feelings. And as far as I know, it's the only uh, religious system that has this concept of being born again, Mm -hmm. uh, where you truly become a new person. That is, that is, you know, uh, we talk about being born again in Christ and we sort of say it, uh, but that is your exit door Mm -hmm. from that jail cell that you have put yourself in and that you stay in. That is your opportunity to be someone completely, completely new in Christ. And I love this up here where it says, you know, pray for God to change your thinking. Mm -hmm. Pray for that. Yeah. This is not a battle you are meant to go through on your own. Mm -hmm. Don't. Right. Don't. Because if you keep finding yourself, oh, I, I tried to change and I'm not changing. Mm-hmm. It's because you keep trying to change on your own. Mm-hmm. Find a band of brothers, find a band of sisters, and definitely go back to God and say, hey, I'm not making it. My 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 strategy is not working here. I want to be a new person in you. Okay? Come in and change these thoughts. Mm-hmm. That is a real prayer you can have, whether you're driving in a car mm-hmm. right now or you're getting ready to go to bed or you're waking up in the morning. I just recommend that you stop right now. You yep. take a moment. And if you keep finding yourself back in these old patterns, it's time. It's time to make that prayer and do that thing and become that new person. Yeah. I'm, myself, I'm sure you're, you as well, everybody listening, just absolutely tired of being in that old hamster wheel, mm. just running and running and getting absolutely nowhere. And Satan would love nothing more than for you to quit Mm -hmm. just to give up. Like just seeing in the bottom of the hamster wheel, you're just flipping back and forth. Just you're done and you haven't actually accomplished anything. And you've meanwhile, I think you've been distracted by everything else. That's right. How much faster you're running on that wheel. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Just yay. I'm running so much faster on this wheel to nowhere. Just makes me frustrated when I even think about it. Mm-hmm. But you're on that old hamster wheel, and, you know, if you're just tired of that, just tired of being your own decider of what's good for you, and you're missing out, like you were missing out on joy and happiness and fulfillment along any journey that you've been on, consider dropping that. Toss that old identity aside. Try allowing God to be the center of your life. Mm-hmm. Just, just that one little thing. Consider deeply rooting how you submit your heart and your mind to how God designed you. Because you were built for a purpose and for a reason. And he has that for you. As Paul said in Romans 12 too, don't conform to the world. You know, you had those three choices. You could be God. Others could tell you what's right and wrong. Or you could let God be God in your life. 
Mm. So I'd suggest strongly take that third choice. You bet. It's a good one. That first one sounds so appealing. Being your own God, you can't fix you. You've tried. I've tried. You can't fix Mm -hmm. you. Um, And that's why self-help is such a, at best, you can learn coping mechanisms Mm -hmm. that just mask the broken you that exists. Mm-hmm. You can't fit you. So, mm-hmm. so like I said, that first one sounds awful appealing. The other one just sounds like tyranny. I know some people kind of dig the whole, let it, let it go to other people. That just sounds like tyranny. But if you will just let God and trust him and let him be God in your life, that that's just, that's going to make a huge difference. Absolutely. When you let the spirit control your mind, you are not only likely to achieve your big dream, you're a lot more likely to achieve it. But you will enjoy, you'll have fulfillment, excitement, victory along the journey. You'll have it so much more, mm. so much more. And that's really what this episode has been all about. It's about really getting to enjoy the progress as you move along and putting God where he belongs in your life. Uh, that is really that second step uh, that we talked about, which is abundance uh, or I'm excuse, excuse me, third step, which is abundance, which is if God's really driving You can give him your big dream, lay it at his feet and start to just enjoy the progress. Oh, my, my house caught on fire. Oh, that's hilarious. Like what? (laughs) I don't know how this all fits, but this is going to be interesting. You can have a different experience for even the things that are very bad in life because you've given your dream to God. You trust him to have it because you guys have had a long conversation about it. Right, You trust him to have it, and now you can start to really get into the joy along the way because you've kept God where he belongs. Mm-hmm. And uh, you may not know this, but you've probably spent at least another uh, period of time with us. That time is now up for episode 11. And we just really are very thankful to all of our listeners and the people who, who, uh, who help make this podcast possible. Uh, if you are not already a subscriber to the podcast, please hit that subscribe button. It'll make sure that you get this content on, uh, regularly. Uh, also, if you are on YouTube and you have a YouTube account, subscribe there. Do not forget to hit the little bell. If you don't hit the little bell, you don't get the notifications. You can find links to all of our social media pages, YouTube channel, iTunes, whatever, at the uh, even our Google Play and our uh, iTunes account, like I said, at 1720.org forward slash podcast. This is also a great way for you, great way for you to share our content. content. Just take that link and send it to whoever you think would benefit from this. And finally, uh, be sure to uh, follow our Facebook page and subscribe to our newsletter at 7020.org um, and leave us a review. We really would appreciate that. Uh, thanks to everybody. Uh, we're really excited about next week. Got some special coming along. I'm, I'm pretty stoked about, but uh, we will see you then. Thank you, Martin. And thank you, as always, thank, thank you, Justice, for running the board and creating this uh, awesome environment we now have to uh, work in and cameras that function, which Yay. is really sort of cool. Yay. Bye-bye.